Terry Morin's Hoosiers have a deep roster this upcoming season, but which one of those players will step into Grace Berger's starting lineup spot? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you all made it through the week. You are locked on Hoosiers right now, though. The one and only daily IU podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Wherever you guys may be tuning in from YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, whatever it may be, appreciate you guys for making us your first listen every day. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. We talked on Thursday's episode about the men's basketball team and intriguing lineups they had. And one of the first things we talked about was the starting lineup because we know, barring some drastic change, what that starting lineup is going to look like. We don't have that uh, luxury when it comes to the women's starting lineup. So I thought today we're going to talk about a couple lineups that I'm interested in, but we could start today by looking at the possibilities of who could step into the starting lineup this upcoming season. We know four of the players, again, barring some drastic change, that are going to start for the Hoosiers this year. Chloe Moore McNeil, Sidney Parrish, Yarden Garzon, Mackenzie Holmes. I would say those are about as locked in as you can get when it comes to starters. There's one other spot open. Theoretically, you could go a number of ways with this. You could potentially go with another forward. I use roster is pretty guard heavy though. And that's where I imagine they're going to go with this. And in that sense, there's a lot of players that could be that fifth starter for this team. I would say right now, the leader in the clubhouse is Sarah Scalia, the sixth year senior, I believe uh, returning to Indiana We mentioned earlier in the week she had a bit of an injury scare in Greece, but uh, tweeted out that everything's going to be fine. Looks like she will be all set to go. She's only a fifth-year senior, but she, I think, is probably the leader in the clubhouse. She started 14 games last season when Grace Berger was injured, so there's a track record of of a five-person lineup with Scalia and the other four starters having played together. So there's a familiarity there that is going to give her a huge leg up. And so I think that's why she's a leader in the clubhouse. I think that she her skill set would fit well into this starting lineup as a shooter. IU has a couple players that can knock down shots in that lineup, but no one there's a reputation that Scalia has, even though she struggled last season, there's a reputation she has as a shooter that's going to create gravity on the floor and open things up even more. So I think she's going to get it. I, I think she's going to get the first crack at it. I think on the first game of the season, I would not be surprised if Scalia is the starter. Now she did start last season and she started even before Grace Berger went down, it was Sydney Parrish who came off the bench initially. But once Grace returned back healthy, Scalia's shooting slump led to her being the one to come off the bench. 
if she's struggling to shoot the ball or if Terry Moran thinks that her kind of scoring punch can be useful off the bench, then I think there is an argument for her to be the sixth person and be the first one off the bench. You can still close games with her and she can still play as many minutes as she typically would, but there are other options available for Indiana this upcoming season. Lexis Bargesser is someone that I think is going to get uh, a chance to certainly make an impression. And she started in Greece. There were, don't, I wouldn't put much into that because Mackenzie Holmes didn't play. Garzon didn't start the first game. There was a lot of shifting around and uh, I, I don't put a lot into the lineup or the rotation at all, but she did start and she played a fair amount. So, She's someone that played last season as a freshman a decent amount. And we've talked about this before. Terry Morin doesn't always play freshman a lot. And Garzon kind of shifted that in a completely different direction. But uh, the fact that she played Bargasser as much as she did, I think, shows how much uh, kind of faith that she has in her moving forward. So... I think that it's likely that you're probably one of Scalia and Bargasser is going to be the starter, the other the first guard off the bench, and theoretically could go either way. If I had to pick right now, I would say it would probably be Scalia who is going to start the first game of the season. There are two other options that could be interesting in Lene Beaumont and Jules Lamandola, the two freshman guards. Like I said... We've seen Terry Morin start freshman before. She did it last season. It's not the norm, certainly. But there is something that those two bring that neither Scalia or Bargasser bring, and that's some size. We know how much Terry Morin likes big guards. Scalia and Bargasser are the two shortest players listed on the roster. I'm not saying that should be some type of decisive tiebreaker, but... There are benefits there. I thought both of them looked good playing in Greece. Again, a lot of grains of salt with the competition level and all of that. But I thought the two of them fit well and looked like they were going to adapt well to IU's offense. I think both of them are going to get a lot of minutes this season, whether it's as a starter or off the bench. I think they're a pretty distant third right now, either one of them. But it wouldn't shock me if on the first night of the season, one of them is in the starting lineup. Something to keep in mind. The two of them, again, are going to play this season. How much and whether it's as a starter remains to be seen. If I Again, if I had to guess right now, it would be Scalia as a starter. Bargasser, the first person off the bench. Lamandola and Beaumont getting a lot of minutes off the bench as well. But... We'll see how that plays out. Let me know who you would start in that fifth spot. Would it be Scalia and her shooting? Would it be Bargasser allowing Scalia to kind of be a scoring punch off the bench? That is the other thing. If Scalia is your starter, you have a pretty inexperienced bench behind uh, that starting lineup. Bargasser is a sophomore. Beaumont, Lamandola are freshmen. Henna Sandvik is a sophomore. So not a ton of experience there, but... Should that matter when it comes to the starting lineup? Should you just simply put your five best players out there? Let me know what you guys think down below. 
There are some intriguing lineups that I'm interested in seeing with the Hoosiers. They can go two very different ways this season, and I think they have some versatility that they didn't have last season. Not that that's necessarily better or worse, but it is different. So we'll look at a smaller lineup the Hoosiers could put out there this season and what that could look like here in just a moment. Before we do that, let's talk about the sponsor of today's episode, eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. You guys saw that with the Hoosiers when they won the Big Ten title last year. That starting lineup last year was an absolute... By the end of the season, they were a well-oiled machine. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available to us customers, eligible items, only exclusions apply. Big thanks to you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Every dayers, you guys will have heard us talk about the men's team earlier this week, as well as recruiting. There's a lot of recruiting news that I am cobbling together that we will have next week as well. So be sure you guys are subscribed. So you don't miss that weekly Wednesday recruiting roundup that we do a fun little nugget that came across today or early on Thursday morning I should say Noah Vonley who is a Hoosier that not everybody loves after his uh, time in Bloomington his one and done season he signed with the Shanghai Sharks in China uh, the Chinese Basketball Association why is that relevant because he will be teaming up with point guard Yogi Ferrell on the Sharks. Yogi had a strong season last year. Uh, and China is a very popular league. So, excuse me. So Farrell and Vonley are going to be teaming up once again for the Sharks. Uh, obviously, we're IU teammates in 2013-14. I don't know how much that excites the IU fan base. Probably not the two IU teammates you want to see team back up. I know that is mixed feelings at the least for Vonley, but a fun little nugget nonetheless on Thursday. Let's talk about a small ball lineup for the IU women's basketball team. Something they didn't have last year was a realistic alternative to Mackenzie Holmes. She played 33 and a half minutes last season. Grace Berger played 34. That was too many. And we saw it wear Holmes down by the end of the season. She wasn't healthy come tournament time. I think there is going to be a far greater emphasis on not having her play as many minutes as she did last year. 953. And keeping her healthy for the end of the season so that she can be ready to help carry IU through the tournament. 
So on that note, I think there's an interesting small ball lineup possibility. We just mentioned a couple players who could step into that. Small ball nest isn't necessarily size. It it I mean, small ball does insinuate that it is a smaller lineup, but it's also kind of how you play as well. It's a lineup predicated on three-point shooting and spacing and, and things like that. I think a lineup the Hoosiers could put out this season is Sarah Scalia, uh, Sidney Parrish, Chloe Moore McNeil, Yarden Garzon, and someone who's going to be kind of an X factor in some ways this year, Sharnice Curry-Jelks, who is the transfer from UT Martin, forward 6'2", can play a little bit of center, can play a little bit of the four. There's been the idea that she could stretch her game out a little bit. She is athletic, can play away from the paint. And so that's not to say McKenzie Holmes can't, but this is also just kind of like an alternative to an alternative lineup that IU didn't have last season. IU hasn't had that with Holmes the last couple of seasons. It's hard to do. And you do want Holmes on the floor. She's your best player. You want her on the floor a lot, but there's a fine line. And I I think Indiana realized that and realized that the hard way last season where that, when they crossed that line, uh, because ultimately you want Holmes available to avoid a second round upset in the NCAA tournament. This lineup does hinge on Curry Jelks just being a strong player. Nothing would indicate she's not. It is going to be a jump from UT Martin to the Big Ten, but she was another one that we perhaps didn't talk about much from the Greece trip that showed some things and has me optimistic and excited about what it could be, what it could look like with her next season. The strengths of this lineup, it's a legit lineup that uh, could work without Holmes, and I think that is something the Hoosiers should explore. Whether it is a small ball lineup, whether it's a lineup with Lily Meister on the floor, whatever that may be, the Hoosiers need to have alternatives so that you don't need Mackenzie Holmes playing 33 and a half minutes per game in Big Ten play. They don't, I don't think they want that either. So I wouldn't be surprised if Terry Morin is trying some things out throughout the season and figuring out what her options could be at that position. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the type of lineup she throws out. You could mix in some other pieces on the perimeter. Uh, we mentioned Lexus Vargas, or she could play some as a more of a point guard and let Scalia play off the ball and be more of a shooter. Uh, you could have either of Beaumont or Lamandola playing on the perimeter a little bit and go super small. I Both Lamandola and Beaumont are 6'1". They looked bigger than that in Greece, so maybe you can play kind of a four-guard around Curry-Jelks lineup as well and really go small and really, really play fast and, and try to punish teams with your speed and uh, your ability to really space out the floor and beat players off the dribble. But I think there's a small ball option there that the Hoosiers haven't had with Holmes off the floor in the last couple of seasons. So I'm really interested to see how Curry Jelks adapts to 
the Hoosiers in the Big Ten and a kind of higher level of basketball because if she can adapt well and kind of hit the ground running a little bit, there's a lot of interesting options with her on the floor in a lot of different ways. And so I, I would be interested in seeing something with or a lot of not just something, a lot of things, a lot of lineups with her as a center and alleviating some of that burden on Holmes this season. The flip side to a small ball lineup is a kind of bigger bully ball lineup. And again, Indiana could do that this season, and that's not an option that they've had or they had last season. We'll talk about the flip side to this and kind of a bigger lineup that the Hoosiers could put on the floor. We'll do that in a moment. So the opposite of a small ball lineup is maybe a little bit more of a an anti I don't want to say antiquated that has a bad connotation but a more traditional old school bully ball lineup where you have a couple of post players and, and uh, things look like they were played in the 90s something closer to what the IU men's team had been the last couple seasons with Trace and Race in, in their lineups you could put something out there and again this hinges on Curry Jelks and I'm not saying that IU certainly could be good without her being a, a big part of it. She is a certain X factor that would allow IU to do a lot of things. And I know we mentioned her in both lineups in, in this. If she does play well, then Indiana has a lot of ways it can go. Now, if she doesn't play well, then Indiana has players like Lily Meister, who looked great against Miami, but if she is playing well, I'd be interested in seeing some type of lineup where you have Lene Beaumont out there, 6-1. You have Sydney Parrish out there, 6-2. You have Garzon playing the three. She's 6-3. You have Curry Jelks out there. She's 6-2. You have Mackenzie Holmes out there. She's 6-3. Everyone's 6-1 or taller, and multiple players that can really punish you and again this isn't an alternative value you had last season they had it a little bit with alexa Goulbay a couple seasons ago she wasn't as much of a post player she had it in her game she drifted ar around the perimeter a little bit more but i wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of what uh curry jelks does a little bit too her and holmes both aren't the type of players who have to be around the basket and in the paint to have success. Holmes is a great passer out of the high post and out of, out at the top of the key. Curry Jelks is someone that has some athleticism to her as well. So I think this is a lineup that could work. There are two players that really make this could make this a, a, a tough lineup. One of those being Curry Jelks, the other being gears on. I don't know that she played much three last season. I would have to look. I can't imagine she did. I don't know many lineups that didn't have her as a four last season. But I, th she obviously has the shooting to play on the perimeter. It would be more on the defensive end and making sure she could hold up on that side of the floor. But if she can, then this offers another alternative for Indiana that could help them match up with teams differently, could help them 
punish teams differently. I The strengths are this being a nice alternative to a small ball lineup. There's a possibility you could throw out both of these lineups in the same game. You go super small. You play four guards around Curry Jelks, maybe. And then later on, in a, a quarter later, you have Curry Jelks surrounded or as a four with a whole bunch of size around them. It makes Indiana tougher to match up against just having these lineups. One of the other keys is there's still ball handling on the perimeter in this lineup. Beaumont is still a, a ball handling guard. Parrish, still a ball handling guard. Garzon, still a ball handling forward. Showed some flashes last season of having some nice vision, and I'd be really interested to see her have the ball more this season. But that's three players that can play make, and we mentioned Mackenzie Holmes' passing as well. You can cut off of uh, off the ball with her having the ball in the high post. So this is a lineup that still has some versatility to it. You aren't beholden to playing two posts and three guards that are 16 feet away from the basket and throw the ball into the paint and watch them work. There are other ways to to punish teams with this lineup, but it's interesting that Indiana has a couple of ways. Theoretically, they could put lineups on the floor that could punish teams. And so I think that's one of the things I'm excited about with this Indiana team, even though it's a, a pretty guard heavy roster, they're not all the same type of guards and Indiana still has versatility on this roster. Again, they have versatility in ways that they didn't last season. That offers a new dynamic to the team. Will it be better? Will it be worse? We'll find out. But it's certainly it's different, and that's exciting, especially when you're in the offseason kind of thinking about ways IU could be different and maybe improved in this upcoming season. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Thank you all for the support this week it's been another awesome week if you guys missed anything we talked men's basketball lineups uh we talked recruiting on wednesday we discussed a lot of football at the beginning of the week there's been nothing about the quarterback battle other than it's still nobody separating themselves so we'll try to get you any more updates next week on that quarterback battle as i said we have some recruiting updates as well and IU is starting to play some sports. Soccer is getting underway, women and men's soccer. We'll try to get you caught up on that next week as well. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. All of that stuff. Appreciate you guys as always. Hope everybody has a great Friday. Head into the weekend well. And as always, LEO.